So today we're talking about traditions. Since Christmas is coming up tomorrow on the day that this is uh, this particular episode is being released, I thought it was a really good idea. Well, let's talk traditions and the importance of them and why they exist and why we want to keep them around. So we're going to talk about that this week on episode number 108 of the Relaxed Mail. Welcome to Relaxed Mail, a podcast that helps men change their relationship with themselves. I am your host, Brian, and I am a men's life and mindset coach who is here to help you understand that you don't have to suffer at your own expense. You can live your dream, and I encourage you to set, then pursue your goals. So join me as I change the mindset and attitudes of men so that they can be the leaders of their families and their destinies. Hey man, hello and welcome to Relaxed Mail. All right, I hope y'all are having a wonderful holiday season because Christmas is starting tomorrow. It's the 24th. This is coming out on the 23rd. And so we've got Christmas Eve and that's all the fun stuff, you know, getting ready, getting all the, waiting until the kiddos go to bed and wrestling with whatever it is that you got, you got to put together and figuring out why, why there's, you know, four extra bolts that go onto this wagon and hope that they're not all that important. And Oh, just the, the, the joy, the magic, the wonder, all of that that goes along with Christmas. And then on top of that, the religious celebrations that go along with Christmas just makes this time just so wonderful. Yeah. Here in Oklahoma. Sorry, man. We're just, we don't have, we haven't really had much of a Christmas, uh, uh, set of, uh, of days. We were just now finally having a couple days where it's getting really freaking cold at, at night and kind of cold in the morning and through the day, you know, still, still, you know, got to wear a sweatshirt at least. And, uh, it's actually getting around to where I'm finally not wearing shorts and, uh, instead and throwing on the old blue jeans. So, <laughs> cause yeah, I'm, I'm one of those weirdos whose mom didn't give them enough, uh, enough sense to where we actually uh, would wear shorts when it started getting cool we i don't put uh i don't put pants on until it gets you know around in the 30s during the day and that way you know i i i uh I, well why should i i hop in a truck and the heater's on the truck so you know i, I i've got my reasons and it's just you know but still i i get enough people looking at me weird when i'm walking around in shorts and a t-shirt or shorts and a sweatshirt in uh, in in December. So, but hey, it is what it is. Before we get to jumping into talking about traditions, I wanted to just say hello and welcome to the new listeners. I know that I've had a couple who actually just discovered that I have a podcast and uh, a couple friends and and they just were like, "Dude, I didn't know." And so they they've jumped on and I saw that you downloaded the whole back catalog wow man that is going to be a whole lot of brian that you're listening to i hope uh, i uh, i do and hope that uh, that i reach the the level that uh of expectation meet and exceed that expectation if you want to uh to listen to the to the back episodes you can do so by going to any podcast uh platform there is out there that or podcast app that you have and uh do search for relaxed mail or you can go to relaxedmail.com forward slash subscribe and there i have got links for links for links on 
as many of the different podcast directories that I could find. So if you're on uh, Overcast, boom, I've got it. If you're on Aural, boom, I've got it. If you're wanting to listen on uh, on Fountain, boom, I, you can listen on Fountain. You can even send me a couple of uh, Satoshis if you want through there. So I've got it set up so that I you're able to uh, to enjoy and hear what relax mail is about and if you're wondering what relax mail is about well relax mail is about getting that nice guy that's residing rent free in the back of your head getting him out of uh, evicting him kicking him just you know kicking him to the curb getting rid of him telling him dude nice guys suck get out of here i don't want you around anymore and helping you step into your role as a masculine man and start living your life on your particular terms not on the terms that what your mom wants you to live your life on not the terms that what society thinks you need to be you live your life on your terms you live life and you become the the masculine man that you have dying to get out of out out from inside of you so with that wanted to talk about traditions and the 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 joy that traditions are what traditions are why traditions are important. Um, talk a bit about what, uh, that we're losing our traditions and how you can start some of your own traditions and things about along the lines of having a manly Christmas and then kind of wrap it up with uh, even share out a couple of uh, uh, Christmas playlists that if you're looking to kind of jumpstart your spirit, your Christmas spirit got ways you can be able to listen to some great Christmas songs mixed in there with that. So I wanted to just kind of make it a kind of a Christmassy episode this, uh, this year. So, but wanted to talk, start off. What are traditions? Well, some people view traditions as being something dumb that we do every, every year. And no, actually it's, it's not something dumb. It's not something that is, that is um, tedious. Yeah. There's sometimes some customs, some, uh, rituals that we do in our lives that can be a bit tedious and a bit uh bit of a drag if you want to put it that way to use an 80s term and but at the same time we always seem to feel better once we get finished observing that particular tradition um I, traditions are va- ideas and values that we pass down from generation to generation their customs and beliefs that, that actually bind our culture together. We have uh, in the U.S. We have a uh, have a, a tradition of putting our hand over our heart, standing and saying the pledge of allegiance. That tradition sadly is dying out in our schools, and people are now try to ask them what the pledge of allegiance is, and a lot of kids these days, oh, I don't know. And these are traditions that are slowly dying. And that's one reason why I want to talk about uh, traditions dying off and why they're not, uh, that's not a good thing. We as Americans, we celebrate Christmas in our own particular way. People in Europe, uh, each country in in Europe has their own way of celebrating Christmas. And it's uh, just in their own amazing, beautiful ways within Come a week later, we celebrate uh, the coming of a new year. We start talking about uh, our rituals of of making resolutions, and so and then you know we have rituals and celebrations for 
our the day we were born and then people have their own personal little rituals and and celebrations i for one i brush my teeth with my eyes closed why i don't know it's just that's how i've always brushed my teeth that's my ritual toothbrush teeth brushing ritual is you know i brush my teeth with my eyes closed all traditions and rituals are based in a, a set of beliefs a and a set of 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 standards that we have in our in our society and we have rituals for everything and every occurrence we mark special days of remembrance but we also mark those days that um where great tragedy happened where you know we we all remember September 11th and we have a special day for September 11th December 7th you know 1941 will be a day that will go down in history uh, go down as a day of, of infamy these are our, what we what we celebrate we we take time to remember um not there's actually people who still go and remember Kurt Cobain's day of death and uh these are all particular days that we find important to us personally they're not they're not a you know a requirement but if you want to fit into society there are some celebrations some traditions that you want to take on in your life for those special days have our traditions for those days um fourth of july you know is um is a day where we our celebration is to see if we can blow each other up with fireworks um especially if you live in small towns out in uh out in the middle of the u.s um, we have a special celebration for the fourth Thursday of November. We call it Thanksgiving. We remember the the hardship that the pilgrims had when they came over and landed on on Plymouth Rock back in uh, I think it was like December twenty first um, when they landed, and it was um, middle of winter, and there there was a har- bit of hardship that went through, and the the. Indians came in and and helped them and brought and helped them survive. But through that whole time, they had a starving period, and that starving period was got down to where they got you know some five kernels of corn and some a glass of brackish water, and it was you know that was hard stuff. And we remember that, and we celebrate it now by having an immense feast, knowing that we made it through that really hard starving period. There's, you know, many people also um, go off and observe and hold reverence for the first Sunday after the full moon following the uh, the spring equinox. What day is that that we celebrate? Or, yeah, at the yeah the spring equinox. I had to remember for a second. Um, and that day that we uh, remember, that is the uh, we have a wonderful, great feast and searching of eggs as as. Because that's when we observe Easter. Some days they are transient. Some other days are very hard fixed, like Christmas. We know Christmas 24th and the 25th are the big days. Each culture has celebrates these, these ideas and these thoughts and these celebrations in their own way. I mean, you look at uh, America and we, uh, we actually go for, go out and, uh, we bring in, uh, I, a pine tree, uh, some type of maybe Douglas fir or, 
or something like that. But we bring in this evergreen tree into our house. And there for a while, we even went off and we, you know, we would deck the halls with, with holly and, and, and pine. And it was just the whole place would just smell absolutely wonderful. I mean, yeah, it was a fire hazard if you were putting candles on your tree, but you know, at the same time, it was the, the smell and the pine garland that we would string around and the pine wreaths, just everything just was this really sticky, but it was, I mean, it smelled wonderful. And we now have started to venture away from, you know, the buying of real trees and buying real, pine and and holly garland and we start using you know using a uh artificial trees and still they look beautiful they look great and they still represent the original idea of bringing in a tree and now why do we bring in trees you know honestly there's a lot of different uh ideas running around some people really focus in on the fact that you know pine tree we shouldn't be bringing trees into our house and celebrating like that that's a pagan holiday and blah 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 and yeah, it could. I can see how you can see that, but at the same time, that's that was a melding of two different customs. the The Roman Catholics were venturing out throughout, and as they were conquering Europe, they were coming across the pagan, uh, different pagan t- uh, uh, holidays and things like that, and they were seeing, dude, y'all sell, kind of celebrate some of this stuff at the same time that we do. We can, and we can show how that, those steps that y'all are doing, those traditions y'all are doing are in line with our Catholic beliefs. So, you know, they bring in a, 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 an evergreen tree. The evergreen tree represents eternal life. Eternal life can be said to be representing of, of Jesus and, and the, the life that, that he was brought, being able to bring to the world. And then, you know, you start looking at all the way we decorate the trees and, and bring in and cover our houses and lights and, and everything. And we, these are, these are all just different aspects of tradition so that we uh, are able to observe a, a tradition that we've had passed down from family to family to family to family to family. And yeah, we have a general overview that's all the same for me whenever i was growing up our christmases was that on new year or on christmas eve we would go to my dad's mother's house uh, go to ma's house and we would sit down and we would have eat shrimp cocktails until we were just absolutely stuffed silly and we would eat all this wonderful glorious food and then after everybody was done eating and, and stuff, we would go and sit down and we would have this monstrous Christmas. And it was just unwrapping presents upon presents upon presents. And eventually, you know, once the kids were out, were getting older, they, you know, the older the kid gets, the more expensive the, the gift gets. So eventually it became where, you know, one, one family would buy for another, another family. And, then it became one family would buy for that family's kids. And then it, you know, eventually it, it dwelled down to where we really didn't do Christmas, the unwrapping of presents so much as it was just a means for us to fellowship with our family, the Goodwin family. So then the next day would be, we would, well, we'd get home 
And then we would unwrap presents. And we'd unwrap presents Christmas Eve. And the reason why was because, well, we were going to be getting some more on Christmas Day. And then we were going over to my my stepmother's house, and uh, stepmother's uh, parents' house. And we were going to have a huge Christmas there also. And so we would unwrap on, on Christmas Eve. And then we'd go to bed. And then wake up and say, oh my God, Santa arrived and we had more presents there. All the stuff, great stuff that was in the, in the stockings and, you know, the ad ad or whatever it was that I ended up getting at that time. It was just, you know, were wonderful things. I got a, you know, one year I got a keyboard and the, I mean, I can remember a lot of the wonder and the magic and the, and the, the wonderfulness, uh, wonderfulness of, of, of Christmas eat, uh, Christmas morning. And then after we got done with all that, we'd have uh, a little bit of a, a breakfast, and then we would all pack up in the car, go across the uh, across town, and go to uh, go to the Brian's house. And the Brian's had a, another just monstrous spread of food, and we would be we would sit down, and we had eaten. After we got finished eating, we'd all go down into the basement, and it was again just a cacophony of wrap of paper being shredded, as each person would get their presents, and we would all see what they got, and we would have to run around and thank those who, uh, thank those who gave the present to us, and once then that was done. Then we would go upstairs and we would eat lunch and then we would all sit around again and we would just congregate for the rest of that day. Now incorporate when or when you stepped into, uh, into your adulthood and you started to have a family of your own, you wanted, you tried to bring as many of those traditions that you had. So I tried to bring in what traditions I saw as opposed to what my wife brought in. Cause my wife, she was raised with, like a tree, the tree was to be one color, and so there for a couple of years we were, you know, we would have a blue tree or a white, white light tree, and that wasn't mine. Mine was, you know, let's have colors, man, and they, not just solid colors. You got to have them blinking and flashing. Let's see if we can induce an epileptic seizure in somebody. We had so much flashing, and I was, you know. We started doing that. And so we started using, after a couple, three years, it was all of a sudden we started incorporating, we had strings of blues, but the, then we would also have some strings of colors and slowly the blues started wearing out. And so the colors started building up and I, those lights wore out and eventually LED lights uh, came in and we've still had that. We, our tree topper, it has varied from time to time, but it is all, it might've been, you know, St. Nicholas on top. And then other times St. Nicholas wore out. And so on top would come uh, an angel. And eventually that angel who had uh, feathers for wings uh, started molting. <laughs> and so that angel came down and up come another tree topper. And all of these are just parts of our, of our, uh, of our tradition. And so we, Instead of Christmas Eve opening all the presents, we waited until Christmas Day. And instead of being a, we torture the kids. So when they got up, they had to wake us up so that they could see what was inside the uh, stockings because Jana loves to see their reactions to what's in their stockings and see what they had got for Christmas from, from Santa Claus. And there, you know, there was a, a working of traditions and those traditions all, connected both me and my life experiences with my past. 
And Jana, after I had her telling stories of Christmases with her parent, uh, her family, it there was you know I saw the traditions that she got handed and she picked up and brought into ours. And so our traditions are a mishmash of both of our of our traditions that we grew up with. And I bet you, if you looked at uh, my uh, my mom and my stepmom and my dad. And you saw what their tra- traditions were. There was definitely a mishmash of, of traditions there. And there was new traditions being built. And before that, you know, my great, my grandmother, my uh, grandfather probably had two different traditions. And that my great grandmother and great grandfather had their own traditions. And so then it goes back and goes back. But there's always still that overarching sense of why. And a sense of tradition. So they all, you know, had a Christmas tree. They all had food. They all had different aspects. And those traditions are there for a reason. And like I said, in, in the U.S., we do it our own way. I mean, we have St. Nicholas. We call him Santa Claus. And uh, he rides a sleigh being pulled by reindeer. But if you go over into the Netherlands, they have Santa Claus, too. He, isn't, he goes by St. Nicholas. And he comes riding in. uh up the canals on a boat and comes off and he rides a horse through the town dispersing presents at night. And with the help of a, of a little helper named black Pete and they, the, the spreading, instead of taking only 24 hours to get to, uh, in one night of getting all your presents in the Netherlands, you get, it, it takes several days. And there are other little aspects, but still, they're same traditions, just a little tweaked here and there, shine through. And then you got cultures that actually they incorporate monsters into into their into their Christmas. Uh, you've got Iceland, who has this giant Yule cat that eats anybody who doesn't get uh, get new clothes for Christmas. Um, you've got uh, Krampus, which is kind of the anti clause. Any Santa Claus, and he throws children into bags and whips them with, uh, for, for being naughty. And so, yet, you know, we eat turkey and ham here in the U.S. Well, in Japan, they eat a bucket of KFC chicken. Uh, in Catalonia, uh, when, you know, we get a, in, in the U.S., we have the, the nativity scene. We have the manger and Mary and Joseph and the three wise men and baby Jesus and some donkeys and goats and sheep and, and horses and all these other, uh, you know, stable animals. But in Catalonia, you actually have a guy who wears a red cap and he's dropping a deuce uh, behind the manger. <laughs> he's a, you got this little dude who's just crapping in, uh, on the, on the ground. And they try to say that he's, you know, fertilizing the ground. Uh, okay. I mean, that could be the case, but still, there's so many wonderful traditions around what Christmas means to them. And so a lot of people want to say, you know, it's supposed to be about Jesus. Well, okay. Yes. And then we do celebrate Jesus. We do celebrate the birth of Jesus and the, and the, the trek of of life that uh and how life was because i mean mary was an uh, unmarried woman who was engaged to a man and she was pregnant i mean look at how dangerous that was back then you know we talk about how patriarchy would is destroy stuff but back then i mean uh unmarried woman who was pregnant could be stoned to death 
And yet Joseph stood there, stood by Mary, and they went to uh, went to 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 Bethlehem for their uh, for the census, and they were you know they had to face that, and that's probably one of the reasons why they couldn't find a room in the inn because that was very scandalous. That was Joseph and his fiance, uh, and she was pregnant, and oh my gosh, you know. And so they wound up in uh, in a manger. There or in a uh, stable, and had to put Jesus when he was born inside in a, in a in a manger, which is just a you know a a feeding trough essentially. In Norway, I mean, you've got crazy things like in Norway, you got to hide your brooms because witches will run off with them. I mean, so Christmas is so weird and wacky, and that's one of the beauties of being a being human and looking at the holidays in particular, because you see how everybody does something just a little bit different to have their own particular spin on it. And because they do it that way, it makes that so beautiful, so wonderful. And traditions do that. Now, there are traditions that do die out, thankfully. Um, and some traditions are morphed into other traditions. And that's like the act of uh, wassailing. Wassailing, if you don't know, was back in uh, feudal England. Uh, they would have, uh, during Christmas, they'd have uh, wassailers come around. And wassailers were basically, they would make wassail, which was basically a kind of a rum punch thing. And there was a guy who would walk around and he would have a bowl, a giant bowl of wassail, of this spiced rum stuff. And everybody would be dipping into it and getting it, drinking it and enjoying it and getting drunk. And they would go from house, Lord's house to Lord's house. And they would sit there and sing carols until the guy, until they gave them some, uh, some food or something. And that's, you started hearing, you know, in other Christmas carols, uh, like, uh, uh, we won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. We won't go until we get some. So bring it right here. You know, and the thing about figgy pudding, that's all part of wassailing. And so these people would get a, stand around and sing. And if the Lord didn't give them something at the, uh, to, to have them go on to the next way, they would actually start getting rowdy and start beating on the door. And I mean, it was just a, a a madhouse of of just all these drunk peasants going walking around singing, and that's actually how we got Christmas carols. So we now go around singing Christmas carols, and there you got your Silent Nights, but there's also you know the Wassailing Song and and Good King Wenceslas and all those other wonderful, beautiful classic songs that get sung during Christmas. And Christmas makes that a a catalyst for us to be able to all unite under our traditions. Our traditions are are important to who we are and who we identify as. And that's why if you try to take a forcefully deny a tradition, people get really pissed off because that's why do you need to, what's that tradition doing, doing harm? But yet we have people that actually don't want us to to uh, celebrate particular uh, traditions because in their eyes it's uh, it, you know they think that it's um, that it's not sensitive enough and it's it's not inclusive and it's not meant to be inclusive 
if you want to enjoy the joys of that celebration, then come in. You've got to follow the traditions, but you can come in. You can join. If you don't, then you're not a part of the group. That's There's nothing wrong with that, man. If you don't want to join the group, you don't have to join the group. We just aren't going to just bend our will or bend our traditions to fit your delicate sensibilities. But our traditions allow us to get have a link to our ancestors, and they allow us to show respect to those other folks who actually do observe our traditions, our traditions and customs. And yeah, it's nice if you are if you bend over and um, make an observance to you know to the traditions of like what's happening in uh, for uh, uh, for Hanukkah. You know, so you. If you have Jewish friends, you know, you can tell them that. But most of the time, Jewish people don't mind you going up, uh, walking past them, saying Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And they carry on themselves. And they, you're not disrespecting somebody because of your traditions. The only reason somebody would become feel disrespected is because they want to be a part of that group. But they don't want. They don't feel they're worthy to be a part of that group, and that does that does happen from time to time. And that's kind of sad that that happens. But you know that again, that's you know I, I, that's not on the people who observe the traditions. The people it's on the people who don't observe that tradition. Now, sadly, we are losing a lot of tra- our traditions. Our traditions are. Like I mentioned before, saying uh, saying the pledge of allegiance at the uh, start of each uh, school day. That's not happening uh, anymore. You don't uh, at midnight now. You don't have your the television sh- uh, stations don't sign off, so you don't have the playing of the national anthem at the end of the uh, end of the day and at the beginning. Now there's a couple of radio stations. There's one that I uh, listen to around here, uh, KCLI, and they actually uh, at six o'clock in the morning they play the national anthem. They have a uh, a a, pr- a little prayer session that they do, and then the sh- the 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 broadcast starts for the the business day. And now the show, the actual radio station itself, broadcasts twenty four seven. But Harold Wright has put that particular mark in there to hold on to the tradition of what it's like to actually start your day off on a consistent traditional foot. And there's a lot of other folks who do that. They have their particular traditions. They want to hold on to those traditions because that's what he, what they feel to be the right thing to do. Yet, as we go through our our love and our tradition of of guns is under uh, under attack. You have uh, people assailing the Second Amendment for for all sorts of of, of reasons, and they. What are their reasons right or wrong? Well, that's depending on which side of the argument you're on. Some people think, yeah, it's uh, the Second Amendment is outdated and doesn't need to be doesn't need to be had anymore. While there's uh, those of us who think that uh, the Second Amendment is needed more now more than ever. Again, the same pe- two different people have two different views on a particular tradition. We have our tradition of free speech. Free speech again. One of those traditions that's under under attack, and so that now speech is free. You can say what you want as long as the the controlling party agrees with it. That's not that's not a good thing to have. We are 
had the tradition as Americans to be able to have a a platform where we could t- say what we want. Now, doesn't mean that we're free from consequences. If we say something horrible um, and somebody doesn't like it, then you might wind up with a with your nose flattened, or you know, you may actually change somebody's mind. But to have a a means and a platform to be able to say what you want, yeah, and if you other people don't agree, that's on them. But to have our uh, have a tradition of being able to say what we want without fear of being censored is is be under attack. Our that tradition is trying to be whittled away, and a lot of people are going, "Okay, well, fine." The tradition of it is all on us. It is our rugged individualism is under attack. You go out without a mask in some of these larger cities, um, especially on those on that are on the East Coast. What are you going to do? You're going to get, you don't care about anybody. You, you're trying to kill us all. No, I just chose to live my life out without fear of a virus that has, you know, less than a half a percent mortality rate. I, that's my particular choice. I saw and regulate and, and chose my level of risk that I'm comfortable with. And that means I want to walk around without a freaking mask on. Awesome. Don't make me have to wear a mask. Because if not, you're going to see me get really angry because I don't need a dead burn mask. It's not needed. I actually, you know, if I can go into detail, I I actually think those little thin cloth cloth masks that you wear actually increases your chances of getting sick than preventing it. They go, well, it it helps a little bit. Well, what's a little bit? Maybe 10% at best? Well, that means it's 90% ineffective. So, you know, when it comes to things like masks, no. And the government is, is overreaching. And that's, a, again, our, our ability to keep ourselves safe. They want to try to use the, the, the chant of to keep everybody safe. Well, no, it's not to keep everybody safe. It's not on the government's, it's not the government's responsibility to keep everybody safe. It is on that individual person to make a decision, to look at what the problem is and decide, is it safe enough to go outside? Is it safe enough to cross the street? Is it safe enough to hop in a bus? Is it safe enough to hop in the car, back up and go to the store? Is that safe? And you have to make that decision. It is not on the government's uh, shoulders to go, you know what, today is not a very safe day for you to be going out and, and going to the grocery store. So we're not going to allow anybody on the roads. No, if the government did that right now, they would pretty much, most of the people in the U.S. would pretty much freak out and there would be, a you know, probably some mass riots. But as they keep, if we still let these traditions get worn away and and disappear eventually they will go you know what we can't do that and people are going to go well it's for the for the good of the country it's good for the to keep people safe so yeah we probably don't need to be driving today and that's such a scary thing to think about but that's kind of the direction that we're heading to where if if your overlord government goes you know what you don't need to be talking about this no more we're not going to change the language. We're not going to allow this uh, word to be used anymore. And uh, this one here is going to be used in, in instead. And all of a sudden, you start working your way into 1984 in the newspeak. That's what the danger of losing our traditions are. If we lose our traditions, we lose our identity. 
our identity and who we are are tied to what our traditions are, tied to who we, what we believe. And yeah, beliefs change. Beliefs are nothing more than thoughts that we perceive to be true. But at the same time, those thoughts, those beliefs define who we are. And you're allowed to change them anytime you want, but at the, you define, it defines who you are. We define Americans as this particular idea. You go to other countries and what do they think of us? We are loud. We are braggadocious. Yeah, but we get stuff done. We're going to work hard. We're a rugged individual. Pioneers, cowboys are things that crop up into their minds when they think of Americans. Those are because of our traditions. So if you have just started a new family or you have realized you really don't have many traditions that you want to follow, do know that you can actually even start your own traditions. I actually talked about uh, 14 different Christmas traditions. uh, traditions that you could actually start this year. And I mean, they're things from wassailing, which uh, it was more of kind of a tongue in cheek of going out and caroling to doing things like having a Christmas jar. And a Christmas jar, if you don't know, is through the year, you get like a pickle jar and, and through the year, you take what change you have, which is really tough these days because a lot of people just use their, their credit cards. But I would actually recommend you pull out $100 every pay period and have a $100 bill and spend it and all the change and the extra $1 bills and stuff that you have left over after spending that $100. Take it and put it in the Christmas jar. And fill. once that Christmas jar is full, you can either A, start another one and keep going. So if you go through and fill up a, a Christmas jar within, you know, like a, a couple months, then you at the end of the year, you would have six Christmas jars. And then what you do is you take that Christmas jar and you find people and families who are in need and truly in need and that are struggling. They're doing their darndest. It's just things keep keep happening to them. And, and you go to their house. And you set that jar somewhere where they can find it, but everybody else won't. So, you know, if they have a bush in the, on their front porch, uh, hiding behind their front porch, set it behind there. And you just leave and let them find that. You don't look for the gratification. You don't look for the, the, uh, them going, Oh my gosh, this is so wonderful. You just let them take it and do what that, what you want, what they will, because you're going, you're, on to the next place to drop the next uh, Christmas jar off. And you might put a note on there. This is just a Christmas jar. Take this money and use it as you will. Use it as you can. or Because you'll wind up with $50, $60, in a in a, one of those typical best-made pickle jars. Another thing you can... Another thing you can do is, you know, you can actually decide you're going to have a manly Christmas. Now, what's a manly Christmas? Well, you know, it, besides for having things in plaid and, and, and you know, all the other tongue-in-cheek uh, stereotypes of what uh, what's manly, you know, you might have a bunch of wood, uh, wood Christmas items, rugged-looking uh, Christmas items out. You know, you can enjoy a Christmas movie, watch Die Hard uh, or a Christmas story. Um, but another good thing to do and is to actually reach out and talk with your band of brothers, those group of men that means the most to you. Those are the, those men who are on your 3 a.m. list 
And if you don't have a 3 a.m. list, start building that 3 a.m. 3 a.m. list. Start finding men that you want to emulate in your life. You want to have incorporated into your life. Have their traditions start becoming in your traditions. And your traditions start becoming their traditions. That, as you grow and you grow that fourth pillar, that that man's community pillar, you and you start having those men really influence your life, everybody starts to grow and become better. So go out and meet, shake hands, send something as a gift that is very personal to you, to your band of brothers. And when you do, that will help build your, your, your traditions up some, and you build tighter, stronger bonds with those men that you actually care about. Now, I also mentioned before some Christmas carols and, and Christmas songs. And that's one thing that I actually went ahead and added. Um, if you go to uh, the show notes on, uh, for the, uh, for this particular podcast episode, or you can go to relaxmail.com forward slash one zero eight, uh, down at the bottom, you'll actually see, I've got a couple of uh, Spotify playlists. Uh, if you are on Apple music, there's several apps out there that you can actually use to, transfer those songs over into Apple music and make your own playlist that way too. But uh, yeah, I've got a classic Christmas that I actually created and it's got, you know, Carol, the bells and uh, Christmas, all anxiety and uh, things along those lines. Merry Christmas. Uh, uh, see, uh, it's got silent night and even uh, the wassling song, good King winter Schloss, And, uh, the Christmas song and all those other types of wonderful. And if you don't like the traditional Christmas, because there's a lot of songs in there that are traditional English Christmas carols and they're kind of slow and droning. And some of them are kind of festive sounding. And so it really, you go through and you're like, going, really, this is a Christmas song. Yeah. It's, it's actually really entertaining to listen to, but if you like the more rocking around the Christmas tree by Brenda Lee or, Burl Lives, Holly Jolly Christmas. Well, I've got, I went ahead and also had, uh, found a list for, that's made by Spotify and it's, uh, Christmas classics. Great set of songs in there too. But anyhow, you can get to both of those songs. I've got links to them. And I, you know, if you're listening, watching it, uh, going to the page itself, you can actually just play the, uh, the playlist through, uh, through the website too. So anyhow, guys, with that, I want to thank y'all much for, uh, for listening. I hope y'all have a safe, and wonderful Christmas. Be careful. There are still going to be some folks I just read on Spotify where somebody, some family, sadly, just lost their, uh, lost three of their siblings and their, uh, to a, to a drunk driver, uh, like night before last or, uh, earlier this week. Um, there are going to be drunk drivers out there. And I just, one of every time I catch somebody who's drunk driving, I just want to just, you know, make sure I take a, take an 18, eight pound hammer to their crotch and just make sure that they realize this is a dumbass move because you don't just wreck your life. You wreck the lives of so many other people. So if you are thinking of drinking at a, at a celebration, give up the keys, dude. Don't just hand them over. Don't even worry about, Oh, I'll be okay. I'm just going to have a couple of drinks. No, don't have just a couple of drinks. Enjoy yourself. Have a good time. But get yourself an Uber. Call up a uh, a seasonal uh, uh, 
transport service. They've got those. They've got a lot of them around, especially for New Year's Eve. They are going to have. Uh, I know our uh, local police department, uh, sheriff's department, actually has a van that he will the the uh, the sheriff will actually go to in in the different towns will actually go and pick people up who are needing to have a ride. You don't even have to worry about taking your car someplace and going out next the next day. You can leave your car at your house, hop in the uh, hop in the sheriff's van, and he'll take you to whichever bar or celebration you're going to, and then turn around and we'll make sure that you make it home safe. Guys, this is what you need to do. Be safe. Protect those around you. Be observant because I really would hate to have um, – have the Christmas season be a time of, of sorrow because you were drunk and uh, you had too much to drink and you ended up killing a family or a family member. So just think of that, be, be aware of that. And um, guys, if you, there was anything in here that really struck a chord, got you thinking, got entertained you in some way, uh, share the, podcast out share it with your friends your family put it on your facebook and instagram uh, any other social media sites that you like to visit share it out let people know that there is this movement out there this relaxed male where we are taking men and getting rid of that nice guy and we are having turning these nice guys into the masculine men who live life on their terms because man our society needs more men who are living their life and not sitting there playing being a scared little boy huddled in a corner because he doesn't know what he uh, what everybody else wants him to do or he's waiting for mommy to make an answer so guys with that thank y'all have a merry christmas love y'all lots see y'all next week bye